0: Welcome to another place in time, where one day you'll be dead or you'll survive. Hey everybody, welcome to Dead or Survive. I am your host, Rob Riches.
1: And I'm Cheryl Riches. Mm-hmm. So
0: this is episode fourteen plus one.
1: Yeah, uh, fifteen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just checking your math was, skills.
1: No, I was just about to correct you. And then of you course you were.
0: <laughs> There's something you wouldn't normally do. Correct me.
1: Well, sometimes you need correcting. What can I say?
0: That I don't need correcting. <laughs> I am perfectly fantastic. <laughs> we're a little bit later because I wasn't feeling so hot.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't have COVID, though. Tested Negative. I'm yeah. good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had all of the little... Well, you, ha- you didn't have all of the symptoms, but you had some of them. But negative. Yeah, which is good.
0: Which and your good.
1: voice sounds better now.
0: Yeah, not as raspy. People yeah. may actually be able to hear me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've got some good stories tonight. I even got one for our New Zealand friends.
1: Ooh, that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah. You done making noise over there? <laughs>
1: hope so. I hope so. We need a this better... This is only
0: episode 15. I mean, why would you know that you have to watch where you I sit? need
1: better setup. <laughs> I'm like...
0: <laughs> well, you don't like the closet we're in? <laughs> People, if you ever saw where we actually podcast this from, yeah, yeah it's, it's a spare bedroom type thing off a of Six foot table with some plywood and stuff, just because we were dampening in the corner.
1: So every time I want to kind of get close enough to the mic, I bang it. It's a thing.
0: You don't have to be close to the mic.
1: I have to be close enough for people to hear me.
0: Maybe they don't want to hear you. You are the second favorite host. <sighs> So, but I am
1: the first storyteller, so there's. This that. is
0: true to get the bad <laughs> stuff out of the way, get that <laughs> crap out of the way that nobody wants to hear. Oh, please tell me some more about maiming a baby, please,
1: <laughs> never or jumping
0: out of that. an airplane, please, please tell me some more. I want to know how they survive getting shit kicked out of them.
1: You do because you keep coming back for more, <laughs> so you must want to hear it. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> I think people just go get to rob stuff. That's the good stuff.
1: No, there that's are why I put people you People out there that are just a little bit twisted that like to hear these things.
0: Actually, most people actually comment on yours. They're like, "I learned so much." Blah blah blah. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <"Burgh." laughs> whatever. So she does fact checking. <laughs> yeah. I did. I fact check for you once in a while. <laughs>
1: yeah, Usually, while I'm talking, you Google things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Usually your crap because you forgot it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Usually, yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're on holidays. We are so. If people didn't know, we're on holidays. Woohoo! Which means I don't have to go to work. And anybody from work listening to this, haha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, on the bright side, thank you for listening.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you for listening.
0: Anyways, how you doing over there? You got a story? I do. Yep. You got a drink?
1: I have a drink. Whatever. What? I would, I had...
0: Oh, yeah. You have my beer. <laughs> yeah. I forgot.
1: <laughs> I'm not supposed to be drinking it, but bottoms up, baby. <laughs>
0: This is ridiculous. I buy beer. I don't even drink. Okay. So whatever.
1: I'm not even talking about that. You bought the beer. I'm talking about that. I'm not supposed to have. I know
0: that you're not supposed to have the beer. I hope Dr. Wolf listens to this podcast.
1: She does not. (laughs) I'm going to tell her.
0: (laughs) You're in so much trouble. Anyways, I buy beer to keep my fridge full. So when I have the two friends that I have out there come over, there's beer here for them. And you drank my fridge dry. No. Yes. And your wine rack that I fill up.
1: No. <laughs> no.
0: No? Not there's, at all?
1: There's so many beers in that fridge and I only took two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stay out of my garage. Okay. Anyways, do you okay. have a drink?
1: <laughs> I have a drink.
0: And you have a story.
1: I have a story. <laughs>
0: Let her rip a potato chip.
1: Okay. I'm going to tell you about Deborah Sampson. Oh my God. <laughs> no, this was a woman way ahead of her time. Like way, way, ahead, of her way time. ahead of her time. What
0: year did this take place in?
1: 1760.
0: Oh, well, this, what? <laughs> yes. Is this another one where I have to eat people on the way to the trail? <laughs> no.
1: This was probably my earliest story yet because this would have happened before the Donner Party.
0: Yeah. The Donner Party that you got wrong and the family had to correct us. <laughs> yeah. Good facts, oh, Jenny. maybe
1: I'll get people correcting me on this story too. Yeah, well, they don't seem—they
0: seem, they don't seem like your current ones. Eighteen hundreds, <laughs> seventeen hundreds—they're all over it. Yeah, yeah,
1: actually, people will know if these are their ancestors for sure. So we might get some ancestor flack. I'm not sure
0: Ooh, because nom nom nom.
1: She was born in Plimpton, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah in December, 1760, but her ancestors were on the Mayflower. So people know about that shit. If they come from Mayflower people, they know, right?
0: Sure. Those are the <laughs> yeah. people that came in took all the lands from the Indian and then killed yes. them all, slaughtered them and had a Indigenous, great Thanksgiving. Indigenous, yes. Indigenous. <laughs> yes. Well. Um,
1: okay. But Samson's mother, so Deborah's mother, was the great granddaughter of William Bradford, the first governor of Plymouth County. So these are like the original pilgrims. Okay, so Deborah's father had made some bad choices. He had started off with money, but blew it all somehow. We don't know if it was investments or what he did, but they were broke. So when Deborah was five years old, her father abandoned her family and supposedly fled back to Europe, where he was never heard from again.
0: Well, you can see that he makes good choices. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Deborah was told that he was killed in a shipwreck on the way back to Europe. But there is evidence that he actually moved to Maine where he took a common law wife named Martha, had two more children with her, and then returned to Plimpton in 1794 to attend a property transaction. So like he came back out of hiding back from the dead to claim some land, right? Oh,
0: of course he did. Yeah. Um in
1: 1770 actually a Maine man ma- a man a man from Maine, a <laughs> Maine
0: me, Maine 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 <laughs>
1: Um, named Jonathan Samson was indicted for murder, but it's uncertain whether this individual was Samson's father because the case never went to trial. When Samson's father abandoned the family, her mother was unable to provide for her children, so she played them in households of friends and relatives. And this was actually a common practice in the 18th century. If you couldn't take care of your kids, you found somebody who could.
0: I thought it was the 1700s. So that makes it, was, it the 18th century?
1: Well, it was the late 1700s. Okay. Yeah. Um so Deborah ended up going to live with a family friend in rural Massachusetts and her mother died shortly after. But at the age of 10, Deborah was sold into indentured servitude.
0: Oh, yeah. please tell me. Tell you what? What does that mean?
1: It means that she was basically a slave. Oh. Yeah. Uh so for the next 8 years she was forced to work on a plantation in Middleborough.
0: I'm sorry, is she of color? No. Oh.
1: No, it was just, a, if you didn't, that's what they did. Like kids without parents, they went. They weren't treated well at all. You weren't in good hands with other people's as your parents usually. Oh. Yeah. So she wasn't allowed to attend school because she was an indentured servant. However, she was determined to educate herself. So during the day, she would work at the plantation. And at night, she taught herself how to read and write. She would basically read anything that she could get her hands on. So like any pamphlets, Bible, whatever she could get her hands on, she was reading. So on her 18th birthday, she had managed to educate herself enough that she was released from her servitude. And when she went and she went out and she got herself a job as a school teacher during the summer and a weaver during the winter. So I guess it was opposite back then. You went to school in the summer and it weren't there in the winter, I guess.
0: Might make sense because they would need people out there hunting and fishing and I making guess, blankets yeah. and stuff, right? And you
1: just think they would need them farming during the summer, but what do I know?
0: Well, they could still farm after school.
1: I guess, yeah. Um, so Deborah was doing her one-room schoolhouse teacher thing, and she was being courted by some of the men in town. One of these men fell in love with her, but she wasn't having any of it.
0: None of it. None
1: of it. She said she that he had all the sang froid. I don't I know a little bit of French enough to know that means cold blood of a French man and the silliness of a baboon and deciding that this was not the life that she wanted because
0: Gaston. <laughs> Gaston
1: <laughs> <laughs> She noped out of there. So in those days, it was actually illegal for women to wear pants.
0: It was illegal for what?
1: <laughs> for women to wear oh, pants. Oh, I thought
0: you said men. I'm like what? No. <laughs>
1: So Deborah took her teacher's income, and she bought herself some cloth, and she secretly stitched herself a pair of regular pants, dressed up as a man, and went off to enlist in the Continental Army to and to fight for the American Revolution.
0: Is she gonna Leah, Laura Secord this shit. Laura
1: Secord or Mulan? <laughs>
0: <laughs> dragon, dragon! <laughs> yeah. I don't do that tongue.
1: <laughs> On her first attempt to become a soldier. Somebody in the office recognized her. Oops. The recruiting sergeant told her that he'd have her arrested if she ever in- in- attempted to enlist again. So she walked out the door, walked a few miles to the next town, and, it list- and enlisted with the crew of a privateer warship that was headed off to sink British supply transports off Cape Cod. So she was going to be a pirate. <laughs> <Arr. laughs> Deborah lasted two days as a pirate. Turns out the captain was a complete maniac who screamed. Really?
0: (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) The pirate pirate turned out not to be quite all there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I guess he was like screaming and beating up his, his men. So she was like, nope, not doing this either. And she jumped ship in Uxbridge Harbor. Then she went to the recruiting office there and enlisted in the Continental Army under the fake name. Robert Shirtliff.
0: Well, she picked a good name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she did. She picked a Robert. At five foot nine, Deborah was a tall woman, especially back then. She was taller than most men back then. What? Yeah, because the average height for men then was like five eight. What? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's funny. I was taking some people through the weld shop and uh, he was like, Does everybody have to be six foot or taller yeah. to work in the weld shop? <laughs>
1: It's true. There are a lot of tall guys back there. And she had been working on the plantation for for eight years. So she was muscular, right? So nobody questioned her gender. The uniform that the army issue didn't fit her quite right. But rather than chance going for measurements and seeing the tailor, she altered the uniform herself. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> so private Shep. Shirtliff was put in light infantry company.
0: Private shirtless. Shirtless. <laughs> oh, <laughs> with the sh-
1: she was put in the light infantry company with the Fourth Massachusetts Regiment, and she was sent to West Point, New York, to do battle with the British infantry that was still occupying New York City. Light infantry company, so that's what she's been put in. Were elite troops, specially picked because they were taller and stronger than average. So she was like showing up the guys without even them realizing she was showing up the guys. So because she was in an elite unit, Samson's disguise was more likely to succeed since no one was going to look for a woman among soldiers who were specially chosen for their above average size and superior physical ability. They did tease her because she couldn't grow a beard, but the troop just assumed that it was because she was a teenage boy, and they gave her the nickname Molly, thinking they were making fun of her, (laughs) but she was like, yeah, I am a girl. (laughs) I don't know. I thought that was funny. Um, She didn't say that, obviously. (laughs) Um, Deborah was with the army for three years. And during that time, 17 months of it was combat. Her first real hardcore battle was against loyalist forces outside of White Plains, New York. Deborah charged right into battle with her bayonet and she received a head wound from a sword. But that didn't stop her. She just kept on battling. When the battling was finished, re- she refused medical treatment. Refusing medical treatment became a thing for her. She did it quite often. She didn't want a chance being seen by the doctors, understandably.
0: That's how Mulan got caught. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mul- mul- Mulan yourself.
1: Um, in fact, a few weeks after this battle, Deborah was shot in the shoulder outside of Terrytown. And instead of getting something done about it, she just spent the rest of her life with a bullet in her shoulder.
0: Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) It probably wasn't a real bullet. It was probably just like a a little round lead piece.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what size it was. Uh, For the next year and a half, Deborah Sampson and the Light Infantry were involved with dozens of small-scale yet amazingly brutal fights against the British troops, American loyalists, and even a couple of indigenous tribes north of the Hudson that randomly ambushed the colonial forces from time to time. Despite being constantly under-supplied, low on ammo, and without adequate amounts of food or warm clothing, the 4th Massachusetts soldiered on, engaging in hardcore, close quarter, fighting every step of the way. You can't tell that was copy and pasted at all. (laughs) That's not stuff I would say.
0: (laughs) you are giving away all your secrets. People think that you write this wonderful stuff.
1: Uh, Four months after being shot in the shoulder... Deborah was out with a small company of 30 other soldiers on a raid to attack a loyalist camp. This was their plan. They're going to raid a loyalist camp, set it on fire, and steal all their horses. The mission went off just as planned, but as she was charging down a fleeing traitor while riding on a horse that she had just stolen from him, she was shot in the thigh with a 69 caliber rifle. Ouch. That's big, right? (laughs) I'm just thinking about our 22s; they They're little teeny tiny things, right? Well, yeah. So 69, would that be like triple the size? How no. does that work?
0: It well, I don't know about back then, but it would be I don't know. It it would still hurt. Yeah. Okay. But you gotta remember you're talking eighteen hundreds, right? So you're yeah. not talking like the the trigger mechanism that you got now and the shell casings and all that. Like you're talking like a, a I'm I'm still assuming that it's gonna be a musket. Yeah. So it'd just be a larger saw, like maybe a three quarter. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm picturing
1: or like a cannonball.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, larger, and, like you know what yeah, I mean, and yeah. stuff. But I mean, that's what I'm picturing. I honestly don't know. I don't yeah. know my weapons from back then, but
1: yeah, like you're know, you're comparing our,
0: our our 22 handgun. I'm assuming that's what you're yeah, talking yeah,
1: about. yeah. And the the bullets are like
0: well, the yeah, size of
1: a fingernail.
0: Yeah, but they've also you know kind of you know they also you don't have to put a wad in there and then you don't have to put yeah, in pour in true. your black powder and put a wad in and then put your you know and then light the fuse either.
1: Okay. Anyways, <laughs> in my head, she's got a cannonball stuck in her thigh. <laughs> Carry on. (laughs) Uh, She caught and killed the guy she was chasing before slumping over on her horse. One of her comrades rode her six miles to the hospital where she was barely conscious. When she got to the hospital. something
0: tell me she going to get caught. (laughs) Not here. Oh, (laughs) no, not
1: yet. Listen to this shit. (laughs) When she gets to the hospital and she realized what's happening, the adrenaline must have kicked in because she went into the bathroom with a pocket knife and dug the bullet out of her leg.
0: So she went in with a pocket knife and dug out a cannonball and nobody heard it hit the floor. She could have broke her foot.
1: <laughs> You're right.
0: That could have happened. Could <laughs> you have a whole cannonball just falling under the floor?
1: It would be hard to grip with oh, knife. Like, yeah. Times. It's so big.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> Maybe she just stabbed the cannonball and it came out on the blade. Like...
0: <laughs> or it was like I said, not as big as you think it is.
1: No, I'm sure it's not. Um, It took her three attempts with a three-inch blade and no anesthesia. She threw a tourniquet on her leg, refused treatment, and walked out of the hospital. Two two weeks later, one of her squad mates comes down with malaria, so she volunteers to stay behind from the main body of the unit and take care of him, which also gave her time to heal. Unfortunately, they were put in the home of a guy who claimed to be a patriot but was actually a loyalist sympathizer. And he gave such poor medical care to the sixth soldier that her squad mate died. Then the guy locked Deborah in his cellar and told her that he was going to hold her prisoner until the British army came and arrested her. So, yeah. She escaped. She found a crew from a local militia and had the guy arrested as a traitor and a murderer.
0: Nice. Get (laughs) him. Get (laughs) him.
1: After the war was over, Deborah wasn't finished living her army life. She wasn't ready to go back and be a schoolmarm. So in 1782, she took a raiding party to the headwaters of the Hudson to fight the indigenous Americas, receiving a written commendation for bravery in the face of the enemy. A few months after that, she was part of a unit that was ambushed by loyalist forces, and she had to jump into the freezing river and swim across it in the dead of winter. My nightmare well enemy troops shot at her she nearly drowned but her quick thinking qu- her quick thinking helped save the lives of many men in her company who followed suit so i feel like she just went i'm out of here and bailed into the water and they're like yeah me too <laughs> and then she got a commendation for that because they followed her i don't know <laughs> maybe
0: there was more to it than that but that's you know the this story rhymes. this whole story would be better <laughs> if you just told it the way you see it <laughs> Because so far, you've got cannonballs and you've got people diving into freezing water, going, No, I'm leaving. And then getting paper. I would just like to see your story. You are.
1: You're seeing it all here. (laughs) (laughs) The way I see it.
0: Oh, episode 15 is going so well.
1: (laughs) Okay. Sanson was eventually appointed to be aide-de-camp to a General Patterson, but when she fell sick and she was hospitalized, the army doctor was pretty surprised to realize during a routine exam that Private Shirtliff wasn't who he said he was. The doctor brought her back to his wife, who nursed Samson to health. Then he sent her back to her commander with a letter explaining the situation. Yeah, that must not have been a fun time.
0: Jesus, yeah. I like okay. to, I like to see the commander's face.
1: On yeah. route to her, on yeah. route to her commander, her ship was caught in a storm and sunk. <laughs> Samson nearly drowned again, but somehow managed to escape the wreckage and swim to shore.
0: You would think, with all these times she nearly drowned, she might take five minutes to learn how to swim. Yeah.
1: You would think, right? Um, Samson did eventually get to her commander and she gave him the letter and confessed that she wasn't actually a man. Everybody was totally shocked, but they didn't like lose their minds and behead her and do anything stupid like that because she had been such a good soldier for the last three years. So like Mulan, <laughs> this whole story is Mulan.
0: Well, Disney history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay like, <laughs> yeah. let's get this we're we're talking disney <laughs> <Yeah>. history new <Mulan.
1: laughs> yeah um general henry knox gave her an honor, honorable discharge from the military allowing her to keep her uniform making her one of the very few women to receive that honor from the continental military
0: so there was more women that did do it though
1: i guess i didn't look into that but it did say one of the very few so but they tried not to pay her because she was a woman so in January, this like this was quite some time later that in January 1792, Samson petis- petitioned the Massachusetts state legislature for pay, which the Army had withheld from her. The legislature granted her petition and Governor John Hancock signed it. The legislature
0: look at that, eh? Hancock's <laughs> <Yeah. there.
1: laughs> awarded her 34 pounds, which was nothing, plus interest back to her in 17. 17- Back to her 1783 discharge. So she was discharged in 1783. In 1792, they gave her 34
0: pounds. You know who John Hancock is, right? Yeah, he
1: signed the Declaration of Independence. Okay. Yeah.
0: You look confused.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> it's also a good movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's a good movie? Hancock. Oh, the Will Smith one?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, In 1802, Samson began giving lectures about her wartime service. After extolling the virtues of traditional gender roles for women, she left the stage to return dressed in her army army uniform. So she would be like, ta-da, here I am. This is what I looked like when I was in the army. And then proceeded to perform complicated and physically taxing military drills in a ceremony routine. She performed both to earn money, so she was hurting for money, At this point, they were starting to lose their their home and she um, actually, she got married and she had, I'll get to that, but she got married and had kids, but they were having a hard time paying for all of this, but the government still wasn't paying her her pension that she deserved. She frequently had to borrow money from her family and from her friend, Paul Robert.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: She knew yeah. everybody. She did. <laughs> Rivera also wrote letters to the government officials on her behalf, requesting that she be awarded a pension for her military service and her wounds. On March 11th, 1805, so a lot of years later, Congress finally approved the, the request and placed Samson on the Massachusetts invalid pension rule at the rate of $4 a month. Woo. Huge. Huge. <laughs> yeah. She kept fighting because they didn't want to give her her retro pay. So they just wanted to start paying her in 1805 on, but she wanted all that back pay. So she kept fighting. And after a bunch more fighting, she got her pension backdated and to when she was discharged. And she was awarded $1,100, which would be about $25,000 today.
0: Isn't it amazing that the government's never changed? Yeah. <laughs> True. So you know, true. Right? Yeah. year after yeah. year 1700 yeah. to 2022 yeah. still trying to take everything from us and yeah. never give us anything back
1: yeah so after the war deborah Sampson got married had three kids and bought a farm she became pretty legendary after writing her memoirs traveled the country as a public speaker and lived to be 68 years old she would be the first woman officially recognized as serving in the united states army and that's Deborah Sampson.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, I thought that one was kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. She did all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> survived I, survived one or two things.
1: I think she was just like, I am not gonna be a mother of eleven children slaving in the kitchen. That's not gonna be my life. <laughs> I'm out. I'm
0: out. I quit. <laughs> you didn't
1: really have a choice back then.
0: Well, you did. Could have just stayed at the house and or the schoolhouse and never married that's anybody. That's true.
1: That's true. But Could have been they, a spinster. And they would have accused her of being a witch and burned her at the stake.
0: Yes, probably, probably. <laughs> yeah,
1: probably.
0: Yeah, that's... <laughs> yep, probably pretty close to Salem.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not bad. No. Guess I, I'm up, eh?
1: That means you're up, yeah. I'm
0: up. I am going to try to do my non... um What'd you do? Copy and paste crap. Okay. Mine's all <laughs> yeah. handwritten. Look
1: at you go. So I can't <laughs> yeah. I can't
0: read any of it. <laughs> my handwriting's horrible. <laughs> and this one is the very first story. I think a ton of men are going to love it. And they're going to be um, great that I did it. And they're going to agree with me.
1: Oh, here we go.
0: No, this is true. Because <laughs> yeah, okay. while I'm driving, uh-huh. how many times do you say, You know, it's only 60 through here.
1: Okay, but how many times have I saved you from getting a ticket?
0: I've never gotten a ticket.
1: Because I saved
0: you. No, (laughs) no, it's not true. I've never slowed down. Usually you say that and I go faster. And you know that's true. Sometimes I actually pull over and look and see where the steering wheel is in the car to find out who's driving.
1: That's annoying. (laughs)
0: but true and sometimes even on my motorcycle I pull over and I said I put my feet on the ground to see which seat I'm in to see if I know if I'm driving or not and you're laughing because these are all things that have happened
1: these are things that have happened
0: because she's always telling me always
1: yeah because I don't want to pay three thousand dollars a month in insurance
0: even the one time where I got pulled over I did, I did, I will have to admit, I did get pulled over and then the cop went, I don't have time for you and threw everything back in the window yeah. and ran. <laughs> yeah,
1: that actually happened. So, I, I was a little bit pissed off.
0: Because <laughs> she thought I was going to get a speeding ticket. Cop comes over and goes, I don't have time for this. And he threw everything back in the window and took off. Yeah, I'm like, because See, a trailer I'm...
1: went by with no plate and no lights. So that was more pressing than your speeding ticket, I guess.
0: It's just because nobody wants to give me a ticket. I'm just yeah. a nice guy. <laughs> nobody wants, to, he's like, you know what? You're a nice guy. <laughs> your wife is probably yelling at you (laughs) just go home look at you look how gray your hair is and you're only 20. (laughs) go home
1: just tell your story
0: (laughs) you just hate it because it's all true so with that all said and done all these times you tell me I'm gonna do this who's crashed the most cars
1: we're not gonna talk about that (laughs) okay
0: that's what I thought okay so anyways Now there are these are two men in the world that needed you to be there actually to tell them to stop. (laughs)
1: This their wives were not in the car with them.
0: No, their wives (laughs) were not in the car. So in May two thousand nineteen, at Black Bayou drawbridge, Alabama. Nope, that's the first thing I thought too when (laughs) I saw that. But no, it's actually um, south of the Lake Charles, and it's uh, which is down by North
1: Carolina, South Carolina, North
0: Dakota. No, South Dakota. No, it's South not. South
1: Carolina.
0: Yeah. Anyways, it's down there. Would you like to tell my story too? This is how I drive, guys. She just <laughs> yeah.
1: tells it, so might as well. I was just giving you ideas. <laughs> Anyways,
0: um, what they decided to do on this drawbridge, was, it's, so it's done. It's closed all the time to, to cars. They've closed this down. It's just a big drawbridge to let boats go through. Okay. What they did was go in there. They lifted up the gate. So there was two Johnnies okay johnny lifted up the gate so the other johnny could drive the car in. they put it down they backed to the car up
1: oh i know where this is going <laughs> and
0: they let it go like a jackrabbit and they took off the blues brother that shit if you don't know the blues brothers go watch it um however this was not a police car it did not have police tires oh, and no. everything on it straight up and into the river down oh, below no yeah, so when they uh, hit the river down below. This isn't the
1: first story you've told. You told one similar to this. So peop, the boys must have it in their head that they really want a Dukes of Hazard a drawbridge.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> we watched the Dukes of Hazzard growing up. So you think that, anyways. Um, so yeah, so these men took off, lifted it, and it took uh, the police uh, weeks to find the car because the way it hit and then oh went down. God. And when they actually lifted it out of the water. Yeah. They found them both still sitting in the front.
1: Oh, my God. They so didn't even, like, they, didn't even try have, to they get must out. have been knocked unconscious. They
0: must have been. I don't know. So, yeah, but it took everywhere. So, I went to check out how many times this has happened. Like, how many times, you know, right. people have done rubs and stuff like that. There is a drawbridge in, in Daytona Beach that people keep jumping over all the time
1: really really.
0: so the latest pick the last pick that i could find is somebody doing this and that they were talking about was april 20th 21 oh and it was a santa fe um that was jumping over just a santa fe i think that's a key or some kia santa fe car. oh yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Just, it's just
0: a little suv yeah just a little suv or something on that. <laughs> yeah. now the drawbridge i have to like when it shows the picture it's not really separated but There is enough of a crack there and when it starts to crack, just crack open. Yeah. Yeah. The car takes off and it jumps over it. There's a, yeah, there's an actual picture of, they got a picture of it.
1: It must be like a dare or something in the area.
0: Well, so I'm wondering, so like, um, so yeah. And then the other thing that they had is a bunch of motorcyclists. No. Yeah. A bunch of motorcycles are jumping it when bike week goes down on in Daytona. Not that I would know anything about that because (laughs) you've never taken me to Daytona bike week.
1: That seems like it would be even worse because when you're landing, there's no way you're staying on t tires. You're going over. You
0: see bikes ramp all the time. Motorcycles go flying through. They have a not whole not with motor- a
1: thousand dollar, a thousand pound
0: bike. Whoa. They don't be on those. Maybe it's not movies. a Harley. Maybe it's not like what we ride for your saddle, but <laughs> <laughs> to take care of your comfy uh, little princess bum. but other people probably have cool bikes out there when we did tail the dragon other guys had dirt bikes out there ripping around and stuff so i'm sure daytona's got all kinds of bikes down there, that's true that's true but anyways yeah and if they're wrong if they do get it wrong they drop 20 feet into the river so
1: that is a big fall
0: i could not find how many people that do it they just said that many many people have done it and it never said that anybody has died doing it yet. Just oh, really? a lot of crashes and I'm stuff. I'm
1: surprised at that.
0: But I think it's because if you look at it, you know, it's not, like I said, it's not like they're doing it like the one that I talked about where the Johnny's decided they're going to jump, you know, a 30 foot gap right. and it's straight up in the air.
1: Evil Knievel. Yeah.
0: Type yeah. thing. Right. But still. <laughs> so that's our Darwin's award. Number one. Very good. Darwin award. Number two. How many of you out there have teenagers that are loud?
1: Um, anybody that's ever had a teenager.
0: Keeping you awake at all hours.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Most teenagers I know are not too bad. We're not too bad, but No. But I mean, they go out, they party, they go camping. They you can know what be. I mean? It depends. Yeah.
1: Like teenagers get their first couple of drinks and they think they're Superman, right?
0: Yeah. So, anyways, um, this one happened in New Zealand. Okay. Uh, at, and I am not going to get this right at all. Wanga, Wanga Ruru. I
1: like it.
0: (laughs) W-H-A-N-G-A-R-U-R-U. Sure. Yeah. Wanga Ruru. (laughs) Uh, Motor camp. Teenagers were playing music. Um, I don't know if they're playing their own instruments. Yeah. They're playing their own instruments. That's right. Plowing on them, getting everything really loud, uh, way, way into the night. So this other camper thought, Um, that he was tired of this, so he went out and disconnected the cord. And to make sure that the cord stayed disconnected, he cut the end off it, and that's when he was electrocuted because he didn't disconnect the other
1: end. Come on. When they found
0: his body, the tool was still melted into his
1: hand.
0: Most people, if you don't know most camping, I mean you're sitting at these guys had it hooked into the 50, the 50, so the big one, yeah, everything like that.
1: Oh, my God. What was he thinking? Well, so here's he must the... Have, he must have been, like, either drunk or so angry he wasn't even thinking.
0: Well, so I haven't even got to the best part of this story. Okay. So this poor guy died doing this, okay? So there's two details I haven't told you about. Okay. The very first one is the Johnny that got electrocuted was a sound and lighting technician. Come on! <laughs> Yeah, so he dealt with electricity. <laughs> like he was plugging in stuff all the time. He was a scientist. Oh, no. yeah. So, you know, um, you you might know a thing or two about electricity, right? You, think, you yeah. Think, I mean, I know you're not an electrician, but.
1: You, you know how sound equipment works, apparently. Yeah. You know
0: that if one end's plugged <laughs> yeah. in, you probably shouldn't yeah. be cutting the other end. So then the best, I think this is the actual best part of the whole story. Okay. So he went out there. And I mean, unfortunately he died. I mean, let's yeah, he did die. So that's bad, but not only did he go out there, do this, die, but all, everything the kids were using in the van were on battery powered. So they didn't even know anything happened until hours later.
1: What did he cut then?
0: He cut the power cord, but they were on batteries. They had like the rechargeable batteries. Oh, so they're playing their lamps or. So it all just this,
1: kicked over to battery. It just after. kicked over
0: to the, yeah. It's just like playing on your cell phone oh, you unplug yeah, yeah. it and keep going. Right.
1: Oh my god! So
0: they had no idea the power would even be cut. So he went out there, and cut all this stuff, electric. Instead of just banging on it, saying "Shut the
1: fuck up!" Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like
1: didn't so anyways, even miss a beat. No, they didn't know. Like, like so, it
0: wasn't until something... it wasn't until their batteries died. It's
1: terrible, but was somebody is somebody roasting hot dogs? <laughs>
0: like, I know, right? <laughs> wow, my wife said that by the way. <laughs> I wasn't the gross one or the mean one. So over 400 people um are electrocuted a year and almost 200 of them are killed. Wow. Yeah, that's like like well 50%, 50% yeah. of the people doing wiring. That's why I let you do it. <laughs>
1: That's actually a true
0: story. It is true. I hate I hate electrical. I don't know why. I just hate it. My dad was an electrician, her dad's an electrician, and I just hate it. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. I hate it. As I long think as it's,
1: the power's off. there's nothing to worry about.
0: Yeah, except for every house we've ever owned, the power's off and everything's still alive. That's a true story though. How many times have you been in the old house? Were you not in the basement yeah. and we thought everything was disconnected and we touched the, or we were in the bathroom when I was I, in the renovations? I
1: was in the crawl space and there was random wires hanging down there. And yeah, we were renovating. And Do you I, remember
0: the bathroom? That went into the bathroom. We said we turned off all the power, went in there and I went to pull up that one cabinet and it yeah. sparks everywhere.
1: Yeah, and that was... That's why
0: I ate hydro. It
1: was the wire that was right next to me while I was crawling around in the crawl space. Okay, but
0: did you hear what I said? Yes. When I did something, I almost got hurt. Yeah, 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 we know. You were there, whatever. You were in the crawl space. I almost got hurt. The favorite one.
1: Okay, whatever. Here we go.
0: (laughs) Anyways, that's our podcast. That's our... uh, If you guys, you know... Don't judge us on our quality. Judge us on our longevity.
1: said we've made it to 15.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, Most people guess. quit at 14. <laughs> and I know the first two may not count because they were only 20 minutes each or whatever, but they still and, count.
1: And we hated them. <laughs> and we're, we actually consider deleting them all the time. But however, we're here. We're at 15.
0: That's right. 16 will be way better. <laughs> yeah. And we probably won't be on the verge of holidays, so we won't be all giddy. <laughs> and my wife won't be drunk. I am not. Yes, you are. I am not drunk. When you guys listen to the story, I want everybody to email me at...
1: Dead or survive podcast at gmail.com.
0: And let me know your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> drunk, drunk, drunk. That's not- all you're going to see. No. Yeah, you're not even going to check the email. I'm checking the email <laughs> before you delete it. <laughs> So yeah, that's the end of our stories. I hope you guys enjoyed them. Uh, this is our call to action. So as my wife just said, Survive Podcast" at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, we still have the Facebook group up and going. We had a couple more people join this week. So that's good to see some new faces.
0: And we've still got Instagram where my wife p- posts pictures about everything that's going up. And since this is a 1700 one, it'll probably be wrong. Just like last yeah. time.
1: <laughs> I welcome the corrections.
0: That's good. That means people are looking.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: (laughs) So now it's your favorite time.
1: It is. Yes.
0: And I'm even going to laugh at this one because I just Googled it five minutes before because I forgot I didn't have one. I was looking through my sheets.
1: (laughs) It's true. I was setting up the microphones and he was trying to find a dad joke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it'll be funny. And this is an honor of us being in the top 100 in Switzerland. Shut up. That's mine. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. That's what the email said. <laughs> that's what the email said.
1: Yeah, And you got money to claim to somewhere, I'm sure. I didn't
0: read that part. <laughs> I probably own some land somewhere in Switzerland too. But all I care is said the podcast was 93. <laughs> there we go. So that's all I care <laughs> about. Okay. All right? Yeah. So other than us being in the top 100 in Switzerland, do you know what the best thing is about Switzerland? What? I don't know neither, but the flag's a big plus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks.
0: Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed it. And this is me saying goodbye.
1: Bye.